but uh, we're not overseas. We're here tonight, and God's going to speak to us. God's going to encourage us, and you're going to learn about a powerful dimension to who you are in the Holy Spirit. You are kings and priests. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, as we come before you tonight to your word, we pray that your word would speak to us and bring light and life and release and that we would lay hold of who we are in you and grow into our full priestly capacity. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Now I have a book here, The Fullness of Christ, Fulfilling Your Ministry. It's part of the Equipping the Saints series and I really strongly recommend that you get a hold of this book because it kind of takes what I'm about to say further and in a more practical way about how you can find and fulfill your ministry because if you are a priest you are a minister you don't have to be have a title you don't have to have an ordination you don't have to have a denomination you just have to have the Holy Spirit and be linked up to who you are in Christ and express that wherever you are and it's not just for things that happen in church services or in traditional Christian contexts like cell groups and uh, prayer meetings and uh, preaching services but it's wherever you are wherever you go you carry a priestly ministry and a priestly anointing that brings the presence of God I call it the ordination of the ordinary so let's have a look at this I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 19 reading verses 5 and 6 from Exodus 19 let me set the scene here this is just before God manifests himself on the mountain to bring forth God's rules for that society at that time the Ten Commandments were part of the revelation that God gave to his servant Moses the law of Moses was given for a certain period of time it was added after faith was given it was added after the promise was made and it had a specific purpose for a specific period of time the Bible says the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ we are no longer living under the era of the law we have been set free from the law that we might bring forth fruit to God by being joined to Jesus Christ so that's to set it into context but it's amazing how that even in Old Testament times where God was going to be giving a revelation for those people for a period of time nevertheless he was sowing seeds that will bring forth fruit in New Testament times in the times of the New Covenant and I'm so glad that we are living in New Covenant times last week I spoke about what that meant for us as being God prophetic people in the Old Covenant if you wanted to know God or hear from God you would have to go knocking on the door of a prophet and say please tell me what God is saying but now in the New Covenant the Holy Spirit lives in us all and we have the Word of God dwelling in our hearts we have the revelation of the Holy Spirit and we don't have to go each person to his neighbor saying teach me we, we learn directly from the teacher the Holy Spirit 
And the teaching ministry that God gives to us is not something that is, in a, as it were, like um, de denying the fact that you can hear from God, but it is to enable you to grow and to hear more from God for yourself. And so, because the Holy Spirit lives in us, we can all hear from God. That is our prophetic calling. I believe in the prophethood of all believers. We spoke about that last week. Today we're talking about the priesthood of all believers, which means very basically that each and every one of us, by the Holy Spirit, through the blood of Jesus, can enter the very presence of God and have a ministry in the holy place. And the, the priestly ministry is all about the calling to the holy place, the calling to the manifest presence of God. And it's not just that we go into the presence of God and then come out of the presence of God, but we dwell in His presence and carry His presence wherever you are. Every place is a holy place if you are there and the Spirit is with you. Every calling is a holy calling if it's surrendered unto God through the Holy Spirit. And so this is the exciting dimension of carrying the anointing of God around your ordinary business. And it becomes extraordinary when God is with you. When God is with you in the home, in your cooking. You don't make it burnt offerings, but whatever you're doing, it's unto the Lord. Or if you go into your workplace, it's service unto the Lord and wherever you serve Jesus from the heart you bring the presence of God and manifest the presence of God think about your workplace at the moment and think how much more of the presence of God does it need well you are the priests carrying the presence of God wherever you go now in this passage God speaks through Moses and God lays his heart bare he, it wasn't that he just wanted to select a few individual people from one tribe and one family, males only of a certain age, to be in his presence. God says, I'm dreaming of a day when all my people will be priests unto me. All my people will know and enjoy my presence. But for now, I'm going to give you some instruction and preparation and some prophetic promises so that when Christ comes he will fulfill them and open the way into the Holy of Holies for every single person so Exodus 19 verses 5 and 6 God speaks about his plan to have a priestly people now therefore he says if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation these are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel what an amazing message considering not long after this God was gonna specify a tribe the tribe of Levi one family Aaron to begin with and then his sons who would serve God particularly as priests and you know God does it that way he's going to say I'm showing you what it's going to be like for everybody so I'm going to take you as a family and I'm going to dedicate you to serve me in my presence and uh, this is a kind of 
lesson of what's going to be the privilege of all God's people one day. That's how we should read the Old Testament. It's not the final revelation. There's a progressive unfolding revelation. And so much of what is in picture form is in the Old Testament is fulfilled in the New Testament. It's the shadow in the Old, the substance in the New. It is a pattern in the Old, the fulfillment in the New. It's like the flower in bud form in the Old Testament, blooming uh, in full bloom in the New Testament. So learn to read the Old Testament in anticipation of its fulfillment in Christ and learn to read the Old Testament through the perspective of Christ and the coming of Jesus and the revelation of the New Testament. Nothing worse than people going to the Old Testament and applying it as if Jesus had never come into this planet, as if Jesus had never manifested himself. So the Old Testament is very instructive for us as believers because in every line, in every page, there is something about Jesus in the Old Testament. So here we are. That's just a bit of, a bit of introduction. God always desired to have a priestly community. Then if we go to 1 Peter chapter 2, we find the fulfillment of God's desire. A whole lot has happened from Moses to Christ prophets have come spoken about what is to happen Christ has come fulfilled the covenant introduced the new covenant gone back to heaven poured out his Holy Spirit and here is the grand fulfillment of it all 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 4 to 5 says coming to him as to a living stone rejected indeed by men but chosen by God and precious you also as living stones Turn to the person next to you and say, living stone, I presume. Now you'll have to know a little bit about history when Stanley met Livingstone in the heart of Africa. But never mind. That's just a bit of British humor for you. All right, living stones, you're built up as a spiritual house. You are the temple of the Lord. Kensington Temple is not a temple. It's a, it's a building where the temple meets. You are the temple. Amen. You are Kensington Temple when you're in this building, when you're out of this building. And because you're more often out of this building than in the building, make sure that God's presence goes with you everywhere. You as living stones are built up as a spiritual house. And here it is, a holy priesthood. Amen. And in this priesthood, there is no debate about gender. You can't debate, are women allowed to be priests? Too late. God has done it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I thought you'd be happier though than that. <laughs> this is about God. That's what God thinks about you, ladies and gentlemen. And it's not only people of a certain age. You would have to be 30 to 50 of the tribe of Levi and, uh, and of the leading family at the time even to get a look in. The priests enter the presence of God and then the Levites were the kind of deacons of the Old Testament. But this was very much one nation, one race, one tribe, one family, one part of the family and only within a certain age range. Oh, how narrow it was in Old Testament times. But God's true heart is laid bare in the New Testament as we were seeing last week. God says, on my maid servants and my men servants, I will pour out my spirit and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Hallelujah. Isn't God wonderful? And it's not about one race. It's all people, all colors, all, all flavors, all shapes, all sizes. It's not for thin people or for fat people. It's for thin and fat people. And I think God loves fatness, you see, in the Old Testament. So maybe those of us who are a little more rotund than we used to be are getting a better look in right now. 
I don't know. Maybe not. Okay, a holy priesthood. And what is our purpose? To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's what priests do. They make spiritual offerings, spiritual sacrifices. And it's not the physical sacrifices of the blood of bulls and goats and a few other varied animals and birds. No, it is about the whole of our lives in priestly service, offering our bodies as living sacrifices, offering our praise, the fruit of our lips, offering our service as devotion unto God. Now this is the key, the key thought for today, the key thought that will release you into your priestly ministry. The priestly ministry was the only ministry in Old Testament times that was exclusively unto the Lord. It was a ministry that was so holy because it was all about God. The direction of this ministry was the Lord. When they were called as we see in Exodus 19, God says, You will be a treasure to me. I brought you with eagle's wings unto myself. This is the very heart of covenant promise. The very heart of covenant privilege. That we would be in holy, intimate relationship with God. This is Eden restored. That we could walk with God, talk with God. God would be with us. He would never ever leave us. He would reveal himself and manifest himself and meet the deepest longings of our lives because we were made for the presence of God. Hallelujah. And this is the that's why the priestly ministry is my favorite ministry because it is all about God it's all about him and when the time came for Aaron and his sons to be dedicated to the priesthood God said here's the clothing I've made for them anoint them that they may serve me as priests this tells us the purpose of the priesthood the presence of God the manifest presence of God in Israel as we've been seeing over this series the prophet was called to the knowledge of God to know God that's what it was about remember Samuel Samuel did not yet know the Lord the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him the purpose of revelation is the knowledge of God and, and, and not just that we should know him but that we should declare him the prophetic ministry of Jesus as the Son of God no one has seen God at any time but God the only Son the Son of God has declared him has made him known why because he is in the bosom of the Father because he comes from the very heart of God and is the very Word of God that's why Jesus is the prophet but more than the prophet as the Son of God can give us direct and complete pure revelation of God that's why if you want to know what God is like ask no further look at Jesus he that has seen me Jesus says uh, has seen the Father so the prophets were called to the knowledge of God and you and I know God by the Holy Spirit receive fresh revelation from the Holy Spirit the spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know him better and every revelation that God reveals to us is not to keep for us it is to communicate to others to speak the Word of God to promote the knowledge of God and let everybody know thus says the Lord amen that's your prophetic ministry 
Next week we'll talk about the king. The kingly ministry is, to, is called to the authority of God. To exercise the authority of God. Strictly speaking, we are not ruling and reigning with Christ now. Certainly not as we will be one day. We are now in training for reigning. But we still exercise kingship and authority in the name of Jesus. When we use the name of Jesus and surrender to the name of Jesus and declare in the name of Jesus with, with all that God inspires within us, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the faith moving, uh, uh, the, the mountain moving faith, not the faith moving mountain, <laughs> that's, a, that's another story. <laughs> not the faith moving mountain, but the mountain moving faith. When a mountain comes, what moves? Your faith? Or the mountain. If you if you have the faith of a mustard seed, size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, "Be moved!" Hallelujah. Authority, and we're going to talk about that next week. But this week we're talking about the priestly ministry, who is called to the presence of God. And uh, when we look more deeply, we find that the priestly ministry in the Old Testament was not only to minister to God in His presence, but to prepare people for his presence through the priestly ministry God was able to dwell amongst his people if there be no priestly ministry holy God could not draw near the priestly ministry bridged the gap so that God could fulfill his heart's desire to dwell amongst his people the big barrier is the barrier of sin and the priestly ministry took care of that in Old Testament times it was a covering of sins year on year and the Day of Atonement Leviticus 16 was the kind of annual payday annual debt collection rent collection and God would show up and say it's payday it's rent day you, you gotta pay up for another year and all of this was talking about the time that would come when Jesus the perfect priest would not just cover our sins once a year to keep us in relationship with God for another 12 months and have to renew it for the next 12 months but it would be a covenant that would last forever our sins would be totally removed it's full redemption and deliverance in the high priestly ministry of Jesus and so what we see in the Old Testament as kind of pictures of the ministry of Jesus is fulfilled fully and finally in the ministry of Jesus Christ who is the perfect high priest of all let me just take you through a little bit of a of a history on this I have no time to to uh, go through all the verses in detail because I want to get to you guys tonight I want to get to how you can ordain the ordinary in your life and exercise your priestly ministry that's what this uh, series is about it's about you and how you can minister before God and find out who you are but let me just show you uh, briefly in the Old Testament when the priests began to minister the presence of God fell every time every time c'était comme ça chaque fois dans l'Ancien Testament it was like that every time in the Old Testament bienvenue à tous qui, uh, qui parlent un petit peu de français peut-être un peu plus que moi mais uh, ça va, ça marche comme ça ok, très bien I'm trying to get more people following me in France remember when Moses set up the tabernacle and the priestly ministry began 
Exodus 40 verse 35 says Moses was unable to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle amazing so when the priests began to minister the glory came same thing at the dedication of Solomon's temple second Chronicles 7 verses 1 to 3 I've come uh, read it all out for you might make a note of it and look it up later but when Solomon finished dedicating the temple fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and God's glory and presence came into the temple so the tabernacle the glory came when the priests ministered the temple the glory came God's Shekinah glory his manifest presence came when the priests ministered conversely when the priests failed in their ministry the glory was taken away 1 Samuel 4 remember the child Ichabod verses 21 to 22 anybody remember Ichabod which means the glory has departed Ichabod no glory the glory has departed why that was the name of Eli the high priest's uh, grandson uh, because at that time the ark had been captured the ark which spoke of the glory of God and the presence of God was taken from the temple and the Philistines took it away and the glory was removed and we know that Eli had failed the priesthood the priesthood had ground to a to an embarrassing halt and there was nothing left they weren't, weren't ministering as God called them to minister and so when priestly ministry failed the glory was taken away we read the same thing again in Ezekiel chapter 10 when Ezekiel has a, an, a, a vision of the glory departing from the temple and he sees before he sees the glory leave he sees all the things that were happening the ministers the priests were not faithful to God they were living in sin they were manipulating God's people they were leading God's people away they were not being faithful in the ministry and faithful in the priesthood and then this agonizing story of how the glory departs phase by phase stage by stage until the temple is empty void of the glory but then God promises in Ezekiel 43 that the time is coming when I will restore my glory to the holy place there will be a restored temple with a restored priesthood and I will remain with my people forever whatever else that might tell you about the nation of Israel what it tells us as New Testament believers is that Jesus Christ is the new order of the priesthood and when Jesus came he was the perfect high priest who fulfilled every condition obeying the law teaching the word receiving the anointing for priesthood offering himself as a sacrifice and being there in heaven presenting himself before the very glory of God and because Jesus has now accessed on our behalf the very holy of holies not just the picture of the earthly ho of, of, of the earthly temple but heaven itself because of that God's presence can come upon us that's why the first act of Jesus executive authority seated at the right hand of the father was to ask of the father to give the promised Holy Spirit and the father gave that gift in the hands of the son and so Jesus as our high priest who had qualified that heaven should be open to us poured out the resident permanent presence of the glory of God 
the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's why we should never take lightly the Holy Spirit. Every manifestation of the Holy Spirit is a manifestation of God's loving, gracious presence in our lives. In the 12, 11 o'clock service today, I spoke uh, about the gifts of the Spirit. I'll finish that series next week, a short series on the gifts of the Spirit. And God is wanting us to stir up the gifts of the Spirit. Prophetically, at the beginning of the year, one of our prophetic people said, I believe that this year God is going to pour out His spiritual gifts on Kensington Temple in a whole new way, in a whole new dimension. So get ready, stir yourself up, get ready, because the gifts of the Spirit are going to be manifested in a dimension hitherto unseen in Kensington Temple. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you ready for that? Today's message in a way is helping you prepare for it. So we know that Jesus as our high priest has so perfectly uh, qualified us to be in the presence of God. And uh, we, through the high priestly ministry of Jesus, we, we are cleansed from our sins he represents us as our advocate and mediator in the presence of God. He's made us holy once for all by His sacrifice. One sacrifice has made God's people holy and sanctified. That's why we are called saints. It's our position in Christ. It's the, the receiving of the benefits of the blood of Jesus Christ. We have access into His holy presence at all times. It's not as if we have to wait for the Day of Atonement to meet with God. We can meet with God any moment, anywhere, anytime because the access is open. We have received the badge of, uh, of sonship, access to all areas, especially the throne room of God. He represents us before God. He gives us the pre priestly privileges of, of participating in certain aspects and dimensions of, of His priestly ministry. We don't have to atone for sin. It's done, dusted, delivered. When Jesus said it is finished, it's finished. But every other aspect of praise and worship and service and devotion and consecration and life in His presence every other aspect of the priestly ministry is ours through Jesus Christ and we know that when Jesus came he did an end put an end to the Levitical priestly order this Levitical priesthood was an earthly priesthood but Jesus is not on the earth it's his ministry is a heavenly priesthood he is our heavenly high priest he was not priest on earth he did not qualify to be priest on earth he was of the tribe of Judah not of the tribe of Levi his priesthood was of a different order it was the order of Melchizedek another order altogether both priest and king these two officers combined together in the power of an endless life to be in not on an earthly replica of the heavenly tabernacle but the very presence of God in heaven itself who would ever exchange all of that for earthly religion who would ever do that only those who are ignorant perhaps but even for those of us who suffer from ignorance and waywardness our merciful high priests intercession for us keeps us in the faith keeps us in the flow all we have to do is to surrender to his priestly ministry there's so much else about the high priestly ministry of Jesus he is the high priest of our confession 
In other words, if we make strong faith-filled declarations concerning who we are and what is ours in Christ, He administers that in our life. This is what is behind true faith confession. I'm not talking about somebody who is just in an empty way repeating scripture. How are you? I'm blessed and highly flavored. Don't you mean blessed and highly favored? No, I'm, I'm best and highly flavored. And they don't even know what they're talking about because there's no real connection with the Word of God. But when the Word of God grips your heart and the Spirit of God stirs up the Word of God within you and that Word starts bubbling out of your mouth and you begin to make the declaration of faith concerning who you are and where you are and why you are, who you are, where you are. Our Heavenly High Priest who is the administrator of the new covenant blessings will ensure that those blessings flow into your life because he's paid the price and he says I want you to have it all amen and amen now you can give him a big praise keep on praising God while I have another drink <laughs> but that's not what I want to talk to you about tonight I want to talk to you about the implications that all this has for you in your ministry because one of the things that he did, as I've already implied, is that when he uh, brought to an end the Levitical priesthood, and he became our great Melchizedek, all of us who relate to him now are priests in uh, following in his wonderful footsteps as the new covenant people of God. And here is a very strong truth. I'd like you to look at it. 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. This is the bedrock revelation upon which all of this is built. If we nail this verse and understand it and stand on it, then everything I'm about to share with you will follow in your life. 1 Timothy 2 5. For there is one God. How many gods? One God. Amen. And who is he? The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The God of the Old Covenant. The God of the New Covenant. The God of the Holy Bible, the Scriptures. Any other God that is not in line with this book is no God at all. Amen. Amen. One God. And there is one way to one God through Jesus Christ who is the one mediator between God and men. So the verse says, for there is one God and one mediator. Who will get you to God? Who will link you to God? Not your mama, not your daddy, not the person who prayed for you, not your pastor, not your preacher, not even your priest who still allows himself to be called that in your life. No, one person only, that is Jesus Christ, the one mediator between God and humanity. The man, Christ Jesus. The man, Christ Jesus, the incarnate one, the Son of God manifested in the flesh, who is still flesh, in other words, he's still human, our heavenly and human high priest, touched with the feelings of our weaknesses, able to deal mercifully with those who are wayward and ignorant and, and who are going astray, the one who himself learned obedience by the things that he suffered, the one who remembers and knows from his own experience what it is to live in this presently painful place called planet earth. Oh, hallelujah. Why, why would you go anywhere else? Why would you seek 
any other experience? Why would you seek any other philosophy? Why would you think about anything else other than this? If Jesus Christ is everything that He claims to be, set your affection on Him. Where is He? Where is where He seated? Because you are seated with Him. Amen? In heavenly places. For Christ is your life. Amen. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. This is our high priestly ministry, the ministry of Jesus Christ, our great high priest. Why would we ever deflect? Why would we ever think about looking at anything else when we have the fulfillment of the, uh, of the, of the age, old promises, generations, millennia of preparation? For this very moment that we as New Testament believers can live in the presence of God in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Despite our pain and suffering. Despite the things that we still have to see with our eyes but we believe in our hearts uh, are true. Because the time is coming when we will see the kingship of Jesus fully manifested on this earth when Jesus Christ returns. Amen. So in the meantime, what do we do? I'm glad you asked me that question. Well, this is where I want to talk about the ordination of the ordinary. Because you have a heavenly and spiritual ministry, but it has earthly and practical implications. If you allow your attitude to be determined by your heavenly position in Christ before God, then the whole of your life takes on new significance. In the Old Testament, the priests had an altar. And we also have an altar. It's the consecration of our life into the service of Jesus Christ. Romans 12.1 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And those of you who study the book of Romans will know that when he says present your bodies, what he's saying is this, is that you have died with Christ, your old has been taken away, and he's given you a new life. So in this new life, what do you do with it? What happens the day after you got saved? It's not just sit tight, sit in a row, smile, keep money coming in the offering and, and wait for Jesus to return. No, 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 no. There is so much more. God says, I want you to surrender your bodies. The body that has been crucified but raised again, now holy and acceptable to God, living and dwelling in His presence, do something with your life. Dedicate it physically the whole of it actively make sure you are available to God a willing sacrifice this means that ordinary people in ordinary places who have an extraordinary God have an extraordinary ministry the Old Testament priests were all about ordinary people anointed and set apart for extraordinary tasks that's what made them holy most of the vessels that were used in the Old Testament temple were ordinary, made beautiful of course, but they were physical, ordinary objects. But they were anointed by the anointing oil and therefore dedicated to priestly service and to the service of God and could be used for no other purpose. 
the recipe of the anointing oil which was banned from for from common use nobody was allowed to make it only for the ministry in the temple and ministry in the priesthood but even that itself was made from ordinary ingredients and so this is all about God taking ordinary people like you and like me and putting us under the extraordinary anointing of God and letting us loose to serve him as priests everywhere we go this means that you are on a priestly mission wherever you are God is with you be there representing him in the world not of it but in it pray and intercede where it counts in the workplace on the tube don't let the uh, uh, the the intimidation of what's being released in our generation to stop you to hold you back from who you are I'll tell you the anointing of God is stronger than any demon manifesting in your office I'm not talking about your boss that's, your, that's, that's up to you but I, I'm saying that you know you understand when darkness is around all we have to do is switch on the lights the anointing of God is far more powerful than any heresy any doctrine any antichrist notion just be who you are glow with the glory of God your priestly goal is to penetrate the whole of society with Christian truth and Christian values and the presence of God this happens as we establish priestly communities where God directed service brings the presence of God this is such a key such a secret I don't mind if you forget everything else if you only remember this and by the way you don't need to forget it because you can buy the CD and you can hear it again but here it is very simple thought when you do something unto the Lord not looking for the praise of men or for any any comeback it's just for him do you know what happens God manifests his presence you don't even have to say anything you just have to be who you are a holy priesthood unto God and so when you serve him and do things unto him whether it's what you do at work in, as, a, as a secretary or an office worker or whatever you do wherever you're as a school teacher whatever you do if you do it unto God God's presence comes down and people won't understand it but your classes will be different people won't know what how to analyze it but they will say do you know there's something different about you it's wonderful to know that we can influence and the influence that we have by the Holy Spirit is stronger than any law of the land it's stronger than any prohibition or intimidation or any other spirit that tries to keep us back and to hold us down just be who you are serve Jesus do it unto the Lord that report that's due in on Monday morning do it unto the Lord 
and when your boss picks it up something will happen to him a strange power will come on him and he will say I don't know what it is but oh I feel peace it was interesting to hear I didn't actually witness this myself but when Piers Morgan on CNN was commenting on the funeral of Whitney Houston he said something along the lines of I've never been in a service like this I don't understand it there's so much peace here yes Piers because people were loving Jesus wherever people love Jesus there Jesus manifests his presence give Jesus a big praise in the house of God so we're all called to the ministry and God wants the priestly anointing to flow through the body of Christ into the world but how is it that we function like this in the church because our ministry is twofold we are to bring the presence of God out there into the world but so much more do we want to see and experience the presence of God and to minister to one another here when we are gathered together how can we flow in the priestly anointing number of principles before we finish today first of all become an open channel rightly related to the head Colossians 2 verses 18 to 19 speaks about people who try to minister but they do it according to their own ideas let no one cheat you of your reward taking delight in false humility and worship of angels intruding into those things which he has not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head from whom the whole body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God so when you are rightly connected to the head now I'm not just saying I'm confessing Jesus as Lord Jesus is not just Lord he is head and he is not a bodiless head he's the head of a body it's just amazing isn't it when people say oh I'm, I'm I Jesus is my pastor I'm following Jesus and they have nothing whatsoever to do with the rest of the body of Christ Jesus is the head and all true believers are connected to the head and so these people who think that they can exercise ministry without being in right relationship with Christ and his body are just asking for disaster and so the first thing is to be open to being used by God because you're in right connection partly this is about functioning according to your gifted gifting rightly relating to the body in the body there is one body but many members and then all the members have the same function in Corinthians Paul says where would the body be if there was only an eye that's the story of fantasy or some kind of horror movie when, when the whole body is just one eye coming to meet my friend and all you see is a big eye or if the whole body was a hand but the body is made up of eyes and hands and feet and, and we all have our place 
And as one very, very, very humble lady said, Oh, Jesus, all I want to be is the toenail on your foot. And all I ask you is, Jesus, please don't clip me off. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? You may not be the toenail. Amen? God has made you significant. And anyway, even if you are a toenail, you know how a bad toenail can cause a lot of problem. You can die of a bad toenail. You know that if you get your toenail infected and, and you suffer from septicemia, so it's all over. So don't think that even if you are just a humble toenail, that God doesn't love you and God isn't going to use you and you are not important. Amen. But Romans 12 verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. What that means is that God has ordered the body and the ministry within his body according to his satisfaction. All you have to be is who you are and discover the role that he's given to you and you might it might seem to be a very humble role but but you know it's not really in a way because just to be part of something big and and you know just like a football team it's not about one individual player it's about everybody doing it together and uh, in 1 Corinthians 12 28 we have some different ways in which this is expressed God has appointed these in the church first apostles second prophets third teachers after that miracles then gifts of healings helps administrations variety of tongues it's just that God is saying whatever you do you may just be a Pentecostal tongue talker where you put your tongue talking to good use why don't you ask God that you may interpret your own tongue and you'll discover you'll be an embarrassing person because you'll be showing up at places where you wouldn't ordinarily have gone because through speaking in tongues you've hit upon a revelation you've spoken mysteries in the spirit you've shattered principalities and powers the devil can't stand it when you talk in tongues Amen and Amen. You should talk in tongues. And varieties of tongues. People have never progressed from Hila Mashila. Shila Mahila. Try it again. Hila Mashila. Try it again. Shila Mahila Mashila. Try it again. Shila Mashila Mahila. Why didn't you progress? Why didn't you go into a full dimension of everything that God has for you? Never despise what people say are the tiny things. Your tongue is powerful. And when you surrender your tongue to the Holy Spirit, you surrender the most dominant part of your central nervous system. So much so that James says, if you can control this, you can control everything. So go ahead. Enjoy the priestly ministry of Holy Ghost tongue talking or whether it's administrations or authority or teaching and miracles apostolic ministry prophetic ministry go for it big time amen and amen right now in the cell ministry we are looking at ways of discovering people who are secret hidden talents I don't know how you do it I don't know how you manage to hide but we've got level three prophets just meeting in in, in, in the cells doing nothing we've got people who are highly qualified and anointed teachers sitting doing nothing when we are losing the will to live with all the meetings we have to conduct in the name of Jesus but never mind God resurrects our will to live 
people of God, there's so much for you to do. And it's not just sitting in little groups at home saying, well, it's a cell meeting and this is where I'm allowed to be. You grow yourselves. And when you grow yourselves, you can be a leader of multitudes. And that can launch you to a ministry right across the nation and beyond. Oh, people of God, get in to the priestly opportunities that we give you here. Amen and amen. It means we should also be ready to receive from one another. Romans 15 verse 7. Therefore receive one another just as also Christ received us to the glory of God. And when you receive somebody as a fellow member of the body of Christ, it's not just that you are having a courtesy kind of conversation with them. Oh, you are also of the body of Christ? Well, congratulations, I guess that calls you my brother. <laughs> no, if somebody is in the body of Christ, they are not just your best friend. They are such a powerful resource because God's Spirit lives in them. And He lives in them away in a way that is unique to them. Jesus is uniquely resident in every single one of us. Because when He comes into our lives, He doesn't make us what we are not. He makes us more who we are than ever we were before. And therefore different from anybody else. Unique image bearers we are. Unique reflectors of the capacities and the joy and the glory and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There is never ever going to be another Colin die. You may say, well, we wouldn't want another one. I hope we wouldn't want another one. One's enough. One's enough. There'll never be another you. So what you can do and only you can do, you better do it because the person next to you can't do it. And if you refuse it and he gives it to somebody else, they will do the job but not the way that you will do it and we will be the poorer for it. Amen and amen. Immerse yourself into the body of Christ. And you know, so often what you don't have, your brother has. It's so wonderful. One of my um, assistants came to me one day many years ago very upset. And he said, why do you say I've only got half a brain? I said, what are you talking about? It's an insult. You say I've only got half a brain. And I said, when did I say that? He says, well, you call me your left-hand brain. <laughs> you see, I'm an artist. If I have to use this part of the brain, I do it. It takes effort. And I don't like it. And I grumble. Two plus two equals four. Who cares? Gabriel, help me with this. And the people around me, they can do it. You know, why? Why should I do it when people can do it better than me? So I bring people around me who can do things I can't do. Why bring the people around me who can do what I can do? I'm doing it already. I want people to do what I can't do. So I can do what I can do better than I did before and they can do what they can do and together we're a good team. It's the same with the body of Christ. Don't expect to be like everybody. Oh, what a tragedy that so many people wanted to be Benny Hinn. They never, never more white suits. Well, originally it was black suits. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, way back, he started with a black suit. Everybody wore a black suit. Then Benny changed to a white suit. Everybody had white suits. Then he had hair, and they had hair, and, and everybody was just like this. And, ah, oh, be yourself, people of God. Learn from others. Receive the overflow and the anointing and impartation from everybody. I believe I'm the product of every holy man of God and woman of God I've ever met and known. Praise God for that. I'm not too proud to learn. From the least to the greatest, I love it all. But I am who I am. And I will be what God has called me to be. Because I can't be anybody else. Successfully. Amen.
So receive one another and receive what they have and be committed to church fellowship. This isn't about you. Oh, thank you. This is the confirmation. I've got a wonderful call from God. Thank you. I knew it. I knew it. I'm off. Off where? Let me tell you a story. Some are called. Some are sent. Some just took a microphone and went. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why do you, how can you expect to enjoy the priestly ministry of Jesus if you disconnect from the body of Christ where the anointing is? Be in the right relationship. In Acts chapter 2 verse 44 it says, All who believed were together. Epito auto in the Greek, which means they were together in real community fellowship. That's why they had all things in common. That's why the most important thing in this ministry is to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That's why we must recognize and respond spiritual authority and spiritual leadership. It's a paradox. The more you respect the anointed leaders that God has placed in the midst, and the more you honor them, the more released you are in your anointing. Hallelujah. That's why it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 12 to 13 and we urge you brethren to recognize those who labor among you and who are over you in the Lord everybody say over, over. then say ouch because human nature doesn't like over me what, what, what can Colin Dye do that I can't do I can wear a purple suit as well huh, I can do that I could do what he could do. He just had more practice than me. Who does he know anyway? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come with me over the last three months and work with me the 200 hours extra that I've done in addition to the 40 hours a week just to seek God, to be in the place for the new things that God is doing in this church. The new material, the new things, the new things that God is saying. Come on, people of God. You can do what I can do, but you've got to pay the price. So get your own anointing and pay your own price. So there, amen. Hallelujah. They are over you and admonish you and esteem them highly, very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. How about Hebrews 13 verse 17? Obey. Now that's not a nice word, is it? You know, I need to take it like medicine. Obey. Let's try. <laughs> Obey those who rule over you. Now we can translate this in a slightly gentler way, I know that. But the fact is, God has placed people in authority over you for your good to release you into who you are in God that you might be released into the fullness of your prophetic, apostolic and priestly anointing. For they watch over your souls as those who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. That will be unprofitable to you on that day. Okay, Colin, I've got the list of the members. Yes, uh, all right, who's it? Yes, okay. Now, tell me about that one. Oh, Jesus, I hate to admit it. Go on, Colin, spit it out. No, I hate to admit it. They caused me so much grief. They did. They caused you grief. Where are they? Let me have a word with them. I'm exaggerating to make a point and for a bit of humor, but nobody's laughing. <laughs> nobody's laughing. I think this is, we've got to get out of this mentality that, we're, that we, here we are, we're just members of this church and you know who are these guys who stand up here, they just open the building and they say a few things on Sunday and we, we're as good as them anyway. Listen, don't let 
equality in the body of Christ breed a spirit of egalitarianism big difference we are all the same sinners saved by grace but God has put capacities in the body of Christ for your good and it don't do you no good when you do not line up with the prophetic and apostolic manifestation of God through the leaders that he's placed over you whether you acknowledge it or not if you say well I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that if God has put you here you don't have to agree you don't have to agree it's true it's a matter of fact whether you acknowledge it or not so what I'm saying here is let's in this idea of the priesthood of all believers let's not go down the route of the old charismatic movement that just had oh, everybody's the same we can all pray and prophesy and we don't need any kind of structure or leadership no 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 there is order there is discipline there is authority and there is something that God calls spiritual leadership amen but it's not to suffocate people it's to release people and so we serve one another in love and build up one another in our priestly ministry so what have we learned today we've learned that our great high priest Jesus Christ has passed through the heavens making us perfectly fit for the eternal presence of God we've seen that we have a priestly access to the one mediator Jesus Christ into the presence of God forever we've seen that our prime calling is to dwell in the manifest presence of God and we've seen also that this presence of God in the church depends on us or the experience of this presence depends on us exercising our priestly ministry because God will only manifest his presence where his priestly people are waiting on him and we've seen how that serving God with the whole of your life recognizes and brings the presence of God into the whole of your life You're, you can be priest in your home you can be priest in the tubes you can be priest in the office without even having to wear a robe or have a title or carry a big black Thompson's chain reference Bible under your arm into the office with your nose turned up in disdain at everybody else no just by being in the presence of God and serving him wherever he takes you will bring the holy manifest presence of God and in the presence of God good things always happen Lord we pray send us out tonight under the anointing of your Holy Spirit to do and to be all that you've called us to do and to be especially priests who live in and carry the manifest presence of God. Katika jina la Yesu. Amen and amen.